0: Hey everyone, welcome to this week's podcast. I am Dorenda Wilson. I'm married to Daryl. We just celebrated our 29th anniversary this last Sunday. We have eight kids, ages 14 to 27. We have four grandkids and one on the way. Woohoo! We've also been homeschooling from the beginning, so well over 24 years. I wanted to remind you all to go and check out my simple mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Unhurried Homeschooler. It's available on Amazon along with my 31-day devotional written just for moms. It's called Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. I also want to remind you that this podcast is being brought to you by Teaching Textbooks. It's the math program that our family has used for years and is actually still using. I am thrilled today, you guys, to have a very special guest with us. I have listened to some of his workshops and love his heart for parents and especially for homeschooling parents. Chap Bettis is the author of The Disciple-Making Parent, Raising Your Children to Love and Follow Jesus Christ. And he's also the executive director of the Apollos Project, which is a ministry devoted to helping parents disciple their children for the previous 25 years, he was lead pastor in a New England church plant. He also wrote The Donut Date Journal. I've checked that out. It's really cool. You guys will, I'll put that in the podcast notes for you all to check out as well. Also evangelism for the Tongue Tied and the Fearless Apologetics curriculum. He and his wife Sharon have homeschooled their four adult children for their entire grade school and high school experience. And when he's not ministering the word, he likes cycling, skiing, reading, and checking out Providence restaurants with his wife. So Providence must be the city that you live in. Chap, welcome.
1: Thank you, thank you, Dorinda. It's great to be be on your podcast.
0: I'm, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm excited about the, the message that you have to share. I uh, was introduced to you by Ginger Hubbard, who wrote, I Can't Believe You Just Said That, and I had her on the podcast a few months back. So I went and listened to some of your workshops and loved the solid biblical principles that you share and the simplicity with which you share them. you know. Sometimes people can get really wordy and complex and I just, I just was able to follow, maybe I'm simple-minded, I don't know, but I was able to follow so well with uh, the principles that you were trying to convey. And I think parents are hungry for the basics and those can easily be forgotten in the day-to-day grind of homeschooling. So I'm really happy that you're here today to remind us of some of those
1: principles. Well, thanks, it's a joy.
0: Well, you know, I was, you know, as Christians, I mean, one of the main reasons that we decided to home t- homeschool our kids, the number one reason is we wanted our children to be walking in relationship with God. And, you know, as the years have unfolded, it's become more and more clear to me that education is discipleship. So, truly, in homeschooling our kids, we are discipling them, you know, whether we are uh, intentionally discipling them or not, we're still discipling them. And um, I'm, just excited to hear about these principles that we really should keep in the forefront of our minds as we're walking these days out with our kids.
1: Well, thanks. Yeah, I, I think that uh, scripturally, the most basic principle is that we are disciple-making parents. And that's why mm-hmm. my wife and I homeschooled. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and and really, we need to keep that as the North Star of our Uh, thinking of our day-to-day it it is possible to become so busy educating our kids that we forget to disciple them and we can we can get caught up in a lot of different things and uh, you know as I say when I've I've gone to homeschool uh, conventions there's a lot of great uh, people vendors in the vendor workshop and you can get um, caught up uh, in different things Uh, Mm -hmm. oh my kids should start a business we should learn Latin we should do this and that and you know, all those, all those things are good things, and yet, um, you know, I confess that uh, our family business consisted of mowing lawns, walking <laughs> pet, pets, and, uh, well, here's the kicker, and selling earthworm droppings. So, that <laughs> so that's about I all the family it. business we did,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, the, I,
1: but the North Star is got to be making disciples. Go ahead.
0: I love that. I, I love your example of the North Star really just kind of being the place that we look to orient ourselves when we find ourselves getting bogged down by just what you described, you know, all these different ideas about how we can homeschool our kids. And when really the only idea that matters is God's idea. What what does he have for our kids?
1: Right. So, it, 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 and you know, as the uh, parent of adult kids um, that that all of us as parents are going to look back and say, Oh, I wish we'd done this. I wish we'd done that. But, but our, our goal is uh, that our children would love and follow Christ, even though we can't control that. Our, I would say our goal is to say, yes, as far as I know, I discharge my duty to hold out the gospel, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to my children, they heard the gospel, they understood that they saw the gospel right. in my, in my actions at home, not perfectly, of course. Um, but but yes, they—they, they, I have done my duty to, to, you know, to hold out the gospel to them, and so that's the—that's really the big picture that I think we need to c- come back to time and time again, um, and of course, education is part of that. Uh, and um, anyway, that's—I we could talk on a whole podcast about that in terms of that's—that's that's the content of the disciple-making parent. Just thinking about is, um, what what is the process that kids go through. What's my uh, how's my example at home? How do I explain the gospel? How do we integrate the word?
0: Right, right. But
1: I know, I know your your heart on this podcast specifically as we talk to uh, to to moms of younger children and think about okay, what does that actually mean? Right for for little kids.
0: Right. Well, and you know, I think the moms that are listening have kids, you know, all different ages. But I want to mention before before we move forward with um, the other things that you're going to talk about. Um, This whole idea, this duty to um, discharge the gospel, I'm thinking about that and what that looks like in practical terms. And for me, the real eye-opener years ago was realizing that holding out the gospel to my kids and living it out before them meant that when I made the mistake of yelling at them or made the mistake of not being a good parent for one reason or another, that I went back to them and said, this wasn't right. This is not how God would have me to act as a parent. And I, I've said this before on the podcast when um, I remember just feeling so terrible about, I can't remember what happened. I maybe I yelled at the kids or something. And I just remember thinking in the back of my head, you know, I'm exampling Jesus to them. And so I remember just blurting out, saying, I just want you all to know that Jesus would never act like this (laughs) (laughs) just to be crystal clear. You know, your mom is not perfect and she's a sinner who needs a savior as well, you know, and just being able to point them back to the gospel when they make that awful yet wonderful discovery that they're sinners in need of a savior. And for most of our kids, that happened somewhere around puberty when, you know, something happened or they responded to something in a clearly a wrong way that just really resonated with them. And I just, we knew when that was, we knew when it had really um, done something in their hearts and, and really tried to take that opportunity to say, Hey, listen, we are all sinners in need of a savior. This is God calling you to Himself. This is God saying, "You're mine. You belong to me. You know, come follow me." You know, and and that's really for us what it looked like in practical terms. You know, if you just want to talk about modeling it and living it out, um, obviously there are other facets to it, but to me that was the one that really hit home.
1: Well, oh, yeah, that's great. You br- to me, you're bringing up two two points there. One one is that. Uh, you know, I think sometimes we think, okay, God has given us little children to raise them, but but also He's given us little children to raise us. Mm-hmm. So part of that maturity is seeing, oh yeah, I've got yelling in my heart, and and I need to work on that, and that is why the the cross, um, you know, that's why the cross is there.
0: That's right, and I want to let moms know before I forget that Chap is offering a free audiobook. For you guys to um, to have, and I'm so excited about this. And so we'll make sure that we let you know in the podcast notes how to um, where to go to to get that. Um, so yes, all right, go ahead, chap. Keep moving forward.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. So I so with that with that in mind, thinking about okay, uh, my 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 goal is my biblical goal, is the foundational parenting verse is Matthew 28, make disciples and. Uh, I make disciples hopefully as part of a church in many different ways, but one of the ways I make disciples and carry out the great commission is in my home. And with that, it's the North star. Mm-hmm. Then how does that, how does that change or how does that uh, particular aspects? And then, and then there are particular aspects of what we would call, uh, what we would call parenting or parenting one and one And I discovered as I was out doing uh, seminars with the disciple making parent realizing, Oh, there's actually a hunger, in a, a remo we need a reminder of. I call it the session, the, the course I do is Parenting with Confidence. It's Parenting 101. And so that's what, um, you know, what I think right. we're going to talk about today. Uh,
0: yeah, I saw the title Parenting uh, with Confidence in a World Gone Mad. That got my attention. <laughs> because this culture is, it uh, beca- seems, it feels like it's getting to be more and more insane when it comes to how people are choosing to parent and just parents just being so disoriented when it comes to parenting and that's not what God has for us he has solid principles for us to walk in
1: yeah and that's and we're influenced by those so we we uh whether it's it's our neighbors making uh decisions or comments or um tv shows or, or magazine articles or, or blog posts we're we're influencing those so uh just some of those principles, you know, as I, I think biblically there's some themes such as uh, we talked about already, our child is an eternal soul. Um, and, and he's, he's, our child is um, a welcome member of the family, but not the center of it. And that's, mm. that's, I think, a special temptation of homeschoolers, I agree. Perhaps homeschool moms to say that I have priority relationships. And my first relationship was with With God, and then it's with my spouse, and then my children. And if I reverse those, uh, not only is this dishonoring God, um, but uh, it it actually makes our kids more insecure to to be the center of of our world.
0: I totally agree. I've seen that happen, you know, with our kids, we've, we've really tried to make our marriage a priority. Um, and sometimes that means the kids don't get to go with us, that we are going to go on a date and we're going to, or we're going to take, you know, as they got older, we were able to take a couple of nights and go somewhere. And, you know, sometimes they complained and howled about that. And, and there was that little trigger of guilt, you know, and yet reminding myself and reminding ourselves that our marriage was a priority. and um, that we were actually walking in obedience to God, and we needed to love God in this instance more than we loved our children or wanted to please our children.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've never I've never seen a child who says, "You know, you've given me enough time. You go take time for yourself. You right, go take time for your marriage. <laughs> you know, you, you, you're you're you doting a little bit too much." No, they no. There's there's never we never give them enough time from their point of view, and that actually probably goes into another principle to keep in mind, which is the Bible would say that that our little bundle of joy, beautiful joy, is a center, uh, which which means they're self-oriented, um, mm-hmm. and that, to me, has all sorts of implications for homesco- for for parenting. You know, one, one of the things I've observed, and it's been confirmed by the uh, pediatrician that's on my board, he talks about the biggest uh, emotion he sees with parents, with moms, is fear, fear that mm-hmm. we're going to mess up our kids, and, uh, you know, I can just... It, just pop that bubble quickly, assuming no, you know, sexual, physical, emotional abuse. The, theologically, biblically, they come messed up already, right. So Because of right. sin. <laughs> so that's like, okay, mom, you're, you know, you're not going to mess them up. They come, they come messed up already, mm-hmm. uh, which is, of course, why they, why they need Christ. But they, and then they also come self-oriented. Augustine and Luther, you know, talked about causes us to curve in on ourselves Mm -hmm. and that's that's the very nature of sin is it our kids are self-oriented and that's why you know the day after Christmas the day after a birthday party should be just this day filled with thanksgiving for their mom and their dad who had this party and all the presents that came to them and often it's the worst day and why is that well because yesterday on the birthday party, everything was the way it should be. Everybody was here because of me, Uh, you know, (laughs) presents were being given to me. Cake was for me. And now, oh, the next day I discover, oh, I'm really not the center of the universe.
0: Right, right. It's so true. And as parents, we're obviously learning that, continuing to learn that right alongside of them. As we parent, we have to learn to be less oriented to ourselves. And We find out that we are pretty, pretty oriented to ourselves still, even when we become parents. And but the truth is that we are a little further down the road than our children. Hopefully, (laughs) so we can and should be the ones to be encouraging them to become more other oriented, and uh, not only in our words but by our example as well. And um, but I love this idea that you know you're not going to mess up your kids unless you know obviously those dramatic things you mentioned, but that our kids come to us messed up. Isn't it funny? Because that is a biblical principle. Like it says in scripture that we're born sinful and yet our culture is constantly instilling in us that man is basically good. That's the message we get all the time. And it's amazing how that still impacts us, even though we know someone asked us, um, we know that's not true that the Bible says that man was born sinful, and yet we approach so much of life and, and parenting, not keeping that in the forefront of our minds and recognizing that our kids are sinners in need of a savior. And the beautiful thing is that you know, in parenting and by um, through homeschooling, homeschooling is such an amazing opportunity to um, be presenting the gospel to our kids over and over and over again, and truly making disciples and. that's one of the things that I just, I love about it.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And, and that, that it, it really kind of brings us to the parenting paradox. You know, one of the things, again, this is, I'm relying on conversations with my board member who's a pediatrician, but I've observed it as well, which is we can think that if our kids do something wrong, Oh, I have done something wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, and, and that leads to this. You know, one of my burdens, especially for young moms, is that to make the children the, the center of their universe. So that that uh, communicates to them, um, you know, communicates to our children, and it just disorients the family Thank to goodness. say, you know, you you are the center of my universe. And part part of what we're actually doing is we want, you know, God is the center. Of the universe and mm-hmm. then as parents god has commanded us that you honor us and so we're going to call you out of your natural self-centeredness and we're going to love others which is again calling you out of your self-centeredness so that by the very nature of are the bent of our children there's going to be some times of training correction mm-hmm. conflict if you want to call it that mm-hmm. and uh you know, just good old fashioned raising the eyebrows, going, "You're not talking to me like that," <laughs> <laughs> right. you know, like and and, and the parenting paradox. I like I say is is, uh, and this gets us into Ephesians. But we expect them to obey because it's commanded, and we expect them to disobey because they're sinful. And right. if we would if we'd get that in our heads, it would it would it would save us um, whatever times of anger, times right. of disappointment. Just saying, okay, yes, God calls us to God calls them to obey, and yet because of their sinful nature, I'm going to expect them to to disobey.
0: Exactly.
1: Do you want to talk about just go into Ephesians and, and my my heart there, my thought because that's really the backbone of this. Yes, uh,
0: I would love that. You mentioned Ephesians, and I was thinking, let's get into some scripture here. That sounds great.
1: Yeah. So so the, my concern is that I think oftentimes when it comes to parenting, we can approach it, um, well, everybody has a study Bible, I hope, Um, and in a study Bible, there are lots of words, but it's very important you distinguish between the types of words, and so some of the words in a study Bible are God's holy word, Inspired in it to be submitted to, to be understood, uh, and believed and obeyed by faith, and then with that are also some words in this same study Bible. Are words, <clears throat> excuse me, by wise people commenting on those words, and I, to me, my what I think as Christians is we need to distinguish God's words. And biblical or, or wise advice. And to me, sometimes we do one of two things. We 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 say, well, everybody's everything is inspired, or what I'm more concerned is we flatten everything and go, well, yeah, those are those are that's some good wisdom there. I may take it, I may not. So when we come now to Ephesians 6, what God has to say, we need to hear this as God says. God is saying, mm. not child, not not during the God is saying, Ephesians 6, 1, children, God is addressing your child, my child, and saying, Child, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you in the land. So God addresses our our children. And calls them to obey us uh, and to honor us, and we have to be comfortable training that, expecting that, um, knowing that we're we're God's agent in this in this um, uh, in this process to to train them um, to obey us. Mm-hmm. So that's, and one of the things, you know, the reason we're doing this, and this is, I've got a, a section on this, our whole chapter on why to discipline and the disciple, me parent. And the reason is, is not because we're on some sort of uh, power trip, but the reason God gives us little children, and, and when they, you know, think about it, it's their three year old and they're looking up at us, and we are huge to them. And so if we're training them to say, Yes, dad, yes, mom, mm-hmm. to submit to us, then it's the same relate. It's a similar relationship. It's not the same, but it is similar that when they get to be 13 or 14 or 15 and now they're looking up and who's above them, it's God. Mm -hmm. And so have they learned a heart attitude of submission to authority, welcoming um, authority, or have they learned, you know, from two or three or four to say, no, you know, no, I'm not going to do that.
0: Right. Or, or, or to think of mom and dad's, words as suggestions or optional. Right. I've right, <laughs> right. had that happen and I've been, um, no, that actually wasn't a question. When, when I asked, I actually had this discussion with one of the moms um, in this mentoring course that I'm doing. She had said that she'd asked one of her older kids, I don't know what she meant by older, if they were teenagers or younger than that, but one of her older kids, uh, would you help out with the vacuuming? And they said, no. And... I, I said my first response to that would have been that actually wasn't a question. <laughs> 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 and uh yeah, so we had a little discussion about that, but it's you know, it's it's a little bit of a a jolt sometimes when they when they kind of check those boundaries, you know, just to see if they're still in place, especially as they're going into the teen years and you're realizing that they're pulling away a little bit, which is natural. We want them to do that. That's part of the process, but at the same time, be doing it within God's boundaries. you know. And I think we've, I've been over this with several of our kids as they got into those years where you know, all of a sudden they thought it would be okay to use a tone with us or words with us that weren't respectful. And that is always the first thing we addressed. I don't care what they said or what they were asking for. Um, we always would go back to, hold on a minute, that tone and those words were not okay. We need to talk about that first. And uh, that is just such an important line to keep. And, you know, especially for homeschooling moms, we're with our kids so much of the time, it can be so easy to let those, um, those boundaries sort of fall off to the side because we get tired, you know? (laughs) And, but, you know, honestly, I found that if i'm so getting so tired that i can't keep those boundaries where they need to be then something else needs to go because that is an important part of homeschooling it's an important part of raising these children for the lord but but it can be it can be you know challenging to do that when you've got them with you so much of the day i also noticed that when i would start to have feelings towards my children like I don't really like them. Or when they would walk in the room, I would think, ugh, you know, I just didn't even want them in the room. That was a huge red flag to me. Generally, the problem was that I had done exactly that. I had stopped requiring them to hold... You know, I wasn't holding their feet to the fire anymore about certain things, whether it was chores or just being respectful or how they were treating each other. And I would have to pull back and take some time to ask the Lord, why do I not like that child right now or several of my children right now? And uh, he would always make it so clear. it was it was almost always because I had failed to keep that intact and and that's just God's way of getting my attention. It's giving me those em- negative emotions towards my children that were my red flags that said something's up here that I need to pay attention to. So
1: yeah, I, I think I mean you hit the you hit the nail on the head there. I think it to be as a parent to as and especially as moms to be comfortable being in authority, uh you know, aiming for being a friend at 18, 20, not mm-hmm. not eight, not right. five. Right and and to be to have those clear principles, we're going to talk about it, clear con- consequences, so that I can go. Oh man, darn! You've done this. Well, we have to do this, and, and as a consequence, and so you're not. So things are are, are not up in the in the air, um, and, and, and so yeah, you have to be comfortable exercising uh, that authority and being convinced that that yeah, I, I at this moment I am God's agent. You know it's it 's interesting, God is not a threatening, repeating parent I mean he He says what he means and he means what he says, so his, his you know his promises are real and his his uh, warnings are real and so it's the same way as, as parents to say that's okay, right. well, um, this is this is this is you know' I'm sorry you complained about a chore we 're going to give you an extra chore that's, you know? right. and that's just and it 's just calm it 's just cool i i i 've got a little parable on my blog i 'm not much of a creative writer, but I just thinking about two policemen who grew up in a in the town and now they have to give speeding tickets to their friends and they don 't want to do that and they give warnings and warnings and warnings and warnings and then finally they go, oh, I need to start having consequences even with people I love you know That's I think, right. think it 's the same way with moms
0: that 's so good and you know I just am reminded again our culture has impacted us in this area as well our culture does not um, hold authority in esteem. It does not there. There's a, a continual uh, less and less uh, response to a respectful response to authority it's constantly being challenged or degraded or so we've got that sort of jading our view and this is why it's so important that we are going back to the word of god because his word does not change It doesn't matter if our culture changes his word does not change and his principles don't change and like you said the consequences and the rewards uh, don't change either it's yeah. nice to have something we can count on <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah consistency that's that's the that's one of our keys is parenting yeah mm-hmm. well let's get into I, I, the verse right after Ephesians 6 1 to 3 is addressed to um fa- it says fathers don't exasperate your children but bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord um and I mean, we can talk about the marriage relationship there but obviously mothers are included as well in that um and there's again this is not we need we need to just to stop and let that sentence hang in the air Mm -hmm. that's god so god is saying god is saying two moms two dads don't exasperate your children but bring them up in the training and instruction of the lord and um and so just this idea that we're um we could spend a lot of time talking about that verse not exasperating them but I, but I think the the focus really that we need to to think about is that is what are my tools and how do I bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord and those are really our our tools let me let me before I talk about that just the idea of bring them up we We heard a long time ago it was really helpful um, we, we, the funnel principle and the idea that think of a funnel on its side, and as our children are young, we want to have we want to be have lots of control and mm-hmm. gradually as the funnel that's on its side gets larger we want to loosen control and if we right. start if we start out giving all sorts of control to uh, our children, we're just we're when they get to be teens, it's just going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's or there's going to be conflict because now we're starting to restrict it. So I, you know, I love my wife, for example. I mean, there's all sorts of simple ways you can do this, but it's just you're comfortable with it. For example, you know, my wife would, with, with, as the kids are going upstairs and get or uh, bedtime or something, she would say, um, she should say, would you like to walk up or would you like me to carry you up? What's the control in that? You are going upstairs, right? So I'm, 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 you are going, so we can have a little fun with you know what, what type of sippy cup would you like? Would you like yellow or blue, but you are going to have a sippy cup so so just the the idea that that we want um, we want to keep the reins tight when they 're young and and open them up
0: I love later. that I love that example of. Because if we're, if we're keeping that, that principle in our minds that we are in charge and, and we are their authority and this is where God has placed us, this isn't us, you know, just like you said, just being a tyrant or whatever. But when we, when we actually carry that with us, it affects those little things that you just mentioned. The, the, I love that idea of which color of sippy cup do you want? And, you know, a lot of times there'll be that kid that challenges, well, I want a regular cup what color of sippy cup do you want? (laughs) You know, and just keeping that consistency. And you know, you talk about exasperating your children. It exasperates our children when we are not consistent. And when we don't carry that authority that God's given to us, kids just have this uncanny sense of whether someone is truly in charge or not. And I've noticed that when I'm, I'm, I've worked with, you know, obviously my own kids, but other people's kids, they sense if you have that kind of authority or not. And I, I know and someone else will come on the scene who you can tell they're not confident in working with children or whatever and what their place is with these kids and the kids will run all over them, you know? <laughs> So I love this idea of, yeah, would you like to be carried or would you like to walk up the stairs? Those are, those, that's awesome. Such simple things, but uh,
1: really, well, and we, you know, one of the ways, same way, just, and again, this is all, this is not, I can't point to chapter and verse. So this is the study Bible part. This is wisdom. You can do it differently. That's fine. But for example, there's often Sunday morning close battles, you know, and uh, so we, we, in our family, we, we had tried to get ahead of that and just say, okay, let's talk about what do you, let's, let's talk about some different outfits that are acceptable for Sunday morning church. And we had those in down times. And then they had the choice on that morning, which of the, uh, which of those outfits they were going to wear, but we had already, we had already pre-decided there. So it, right. it can go from little kids to, to older kids as well. And I appreciated what you said about, you know, I do think something changes in the teen years um, and, and it's almost, uh, we're going to talk about training and, and, and instruction, but, but I, I think there's a lot of training in the younger years and that goes down as they get older. And then there's, there's less deep instruction or less deep words in the younger years uh, and that gets deeper. But part And I think there's something special about the age of 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. In our family, we called it an adult in training. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're not an adult, but you're, you're not a kid. And so, so we're going to give, we're going to try and give you more freedom. We're going to try and ask questions and test your thinking. So I, I, you know, I'm all for a very strong or what's the right word, uh, uh, directive parent of young children. Mm -hmm. And then as they get older, it's almost like we have to switch because now we, we don't want, uh, an 18 year old individual who's dependent upon us. We're, we're, we're We're launching them out into the world mm,
0: I love that it's so true and and we do get to find out more about what's really in um in the deep places of their hearts i we've got older kids, we've got teenagers, we have adult kids, and the variety of conversations that that goes on are just um, it can be the simple conversations but then all of a sudden it can just go really. I had one of our sons just stop me, um, in our sunroom yesterday and just, he's, he's a teenager, but he just asked me, older teenager, but he just asked me to pray with him. And, you know, of course I'm thinking, what's wrong, you know, (laughs) but he just wants to grow in his relationship with God. And he, and he wants a deeper walk with him and he wants to, um, you know, just have more understanding of his word and keep him in the forefront of his mind. And, you know, obviously that's, you know, that was just, I was floored. And I mean, not, I knew that's where his heart was, but to hear him actually say the words and to come to me with that kind of request was just, it was so, um it was such a good feeling just to know that he so much wants to walk with with God. And, and, and I guess that's the, that's the trade-off when you get into those teen years, you do get some pushback and some things like that, but taking the time uh, along the way to have those conversations with our kids um, is just so important. Like you were mentioning the clothing thing. A lot of, I think a lot of us might think, oh my goodness, what a pain in the rear. Why do we even have to have this discussion? This is something I could hear running through my head or hearing another mom sharing with me. But when you really think about what was happening there, you, you were dealing with your kids' hearts. First of all, you were um, front-loading a potential morning disaster, and so thinking ahead, which is what God, you know, God says, the wise man thinks ahead, the fool goes on and, ahead and, and suffers for it, you know. <laughs> but thinking ahead, knowing okay, this is an on, this is an upcoming thing that seems to be happening, and so you took the time to say. You know, to take the time to parent them in that particular area isn't just about the clothes. It's about, you know, tying strings with, with them, having that deeper conversation, helping them make good decisions. This is what we're called to as parents. And it takes time.
1: Yeah, that's in, in that particular instance, as you're talking about, you, you've got to have time to communicate. And, and as you're talking, again, thinking about with a three-year-old, you're, you're telling them what to wear the 15 year old you're like is, is there is that pushback is now that you've got the time you can say okay help me understand i of course i don't want you to look silly let's let's talk about this right uh and let's see if we can come up with some uh, a compromise of course i'm on your side i i, I want right. you to look cool and whatever and here's the principles i'm thinking and so, so that's yeah, great absolutely.
0: that's awesome i love that
1: Well, then, and then to finish up with Ephesians 6, uh, it's, and again, this is God's word, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And I'm, I'm just so burdened that parents don't understand the riches of that phrase, that those are really our two tools, training and instruction. Training is action, instruction is words. And so I, I've got, um you know, you can think of it as a, as a grid with training, there's positive and negative. And with words, instruction, there's positive and negative. So positive words, encouragement, instruction, infection, what you might call negative words, uh, rebuke admonition, a warning. And with training, the action, positive actions are rewards um, going over and over with, with the child until they get it right. And then the negative—that's when we come into either the natural or the artificial consequences, like mm-hmm. um, chastisement. So that, so that's if if I, if I get that in my head and say everything that's coming up, I th- these are my these are my tools to deal with it. So, and, and to me, one of the things is to, especially, I'm burdened for. My, Again, this is, I'm a guy, (laughs) I'm an older guy, but I think young moms tend to over talk. And so, so to be able to say what, in talking with our husband, my wife and I used to go out on weekly coffee dates and to say, look, I'm having a problem with uh, doing chores. They're not, I, I, I tell them to do a chore and they're not doing a chore. And, and I find myself getting upset. And then yelling or repeating and or and harassing them until they finally do the chore. And so to be able to come up with, okay, what is what is the action we're gonna take? And we're gonna make it calm and cool. And we're gonna post it. I've got a character chart on my blog, and we're gonna post it out on there that all can see anytime you I do, I don't do a chore that I ask you to do, I'm just gonna we're just gonna give you another chore and we're not gonna get upset. Right. And so that that's the that's the actions the consequences the natural consequences that um you know that motivate everyone you know just think about it uh, all of it, you, you don't really look at the speed limit until you know there's a there's a state trooper ahead and then suddenly that consequence that consequence changes your behavior
0: right that's exactly right it's interesting that you said that because my husband and i used to um you were talking about weekly dates, my husband and I would call that a state of the union every week um, and we would have to you know we would go through each child one two, three, four five, six, seven eight you know um, how do you think this one's doing and we were able to share conversations with each other that we'd had that the other parent didn't know about, which was really important, especially in the teen years because teenagers consciously or unconsciously tend to pit their parents against each other and (laughs) so we have and it's not it's just they're getting smarter that's all they're just getting smarter and um and so they'll try that out and so it's so important for us to be on the same page and we recognize that as my friend said if you know when it comes to teenagers if uh you know she told her husband if we're not on the same if we are not on the same page they will eat us alive you know (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yep,
0: yep. and so we would do that every week, and it was so good, because it really helped us keep perspective, and uh, on what was going on with everybody, because, you know, maybe I had missed something, I'd seen a certain behavior, and then my husband would say, well, I had this conversation with them about that, and it all of a sudden, it made sense, you know, so that was really important, and just that being on the same page, so yeah, I'm I'm all about that.
1: Well, that that literally saved... That habit literally saved our relationship, because my, my wife and I, because we, uh, we, as we were adding more children um, two years apart, uh, the, the issues were becoming more complex, and our communication time was actually dropping, and we would drop into bed exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so going out for coffee date, the, the thing that I would add that helped us a lot, we, we had a little notebook, and we would put different issues we wanted to talk about Oh okay. Um, so like keep then,
0: track of it during the week.
1: Yeah. Well and then the, the blessing of that is then I don't have to bring it up at that moment. I can say, okay, let's talk about that late. I'm thinking to myself, I want to talk about this. Let's put it, let's put it down and we'll talk about it when we're calm, cool, and collected. And the reason I recommend that habit. Is because what that does, it just, there's so many blessings. I'm sure you found these. It, first of all, it pulls mom's head out of the day-to-day mm-hmm. and then it pulls dad's head into it, into right. the day-to-day. So Absolutely. if his head is, if he's absorbed with work, you know, okay, let's have, let's have the state of the family meeting once a week, once every two weeks, and let's talk about the issues where, and now we've got a wife can constant can say, well, what do you think uh, mm-hmm. You need to think about this. You're leading our family, a leader. Right. <laughs> you know, A oh, fearless think? leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, and 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 it gets his head in the game,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and pulls him out. I, I'm an I'm an elder. I've been an elder for 30 years, and a shepherd of the sheep have meetings, and, mm-hmm. and it just so should the shepherd of family sheep.
0: Absolutely. You know, you mentioned the. You know, we're talking about the dating thing. I, one date in particular, I will never forget. We went out for dinner and I was so frustrated with our boys, so frustrated with them. I felt like they were just tuning me out every time uh, they, that I talked to them. And so I just spent, I probably spent the entire meal just venting on my husband. And he was just quiet, listened and listened and listened. And we left and we're in the car. I remember exactly where we were in the parking lot. And he said to me, I need to tell you something, but I don't want to hurt your feelings. And I said, Okay, at that point, I'd gotten everything out of my system. So I was ready to listen. And he said, when it comes to the boys, he said, I I think you use too many words. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And the light bulb went on. And I realized, that's why they were tuning me out. I was using too many words. And you know, five of our eight kids are boys. So Literally, more than half of our kids weren't listening to me anymore. So, (laughs) so I went home and I worked. It was hard. It was really hard. I, but I just said, "Lord, help me to simplify." You know how I respond to them, and I started to do that, and I can't. I could not believe the difference. So, you mentioned earlier using too many words. It is so true. Our kids get lost in the verbiage, and so we need to be able to keep those to a minimum, at at least at our house, it was especially with boys, you know, they need just, they would tell me, mom, because I went to them and said, your dad says I use too many words. (laughs) What do you think? And they said, yeah, you do. They said, we would rather you give us consequences right away. And just, you know, you know, at our house, we did spank, but I think these kids were older then. So, uh, you know, it was give me a chore, give me something else, just stop talking.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, and, yeah. Go ahead.
0: It was just crazy because it was so different than how I think. And um, but it was that meeting with my husband and talking about it that just was an, an incredible help to me.
1: Yeah, I, and I think that. And if I can, this will probably put me in the uh, what's the unpolitically correct, uh, even in the Christian world. But I, you know, I love the gospel. I love Jesus Christ, um, and and taught my children the gospel. Having said that, I think even some of this new emphasis on bringing the gospel into our discipline, we can overtalk. And mm-hmm. so, yes, absolutely, we need we want to we want to point them to Jesus. But sometimes you just dish out the consequence and keep going. You know, you just mm-hmm. you're like, here's the consequence. Let's keep going. So and i we i have some young moms in our church and and one of them was asking me or saying she has probably a 4 year old or 3 year old and she's like i just i want to connect with his heart and i'm like you know at 3 or 4 he doesn't have much of a heart right. uh meaning of course he does but but meaning compared to the discussion you talked about with your teenager and your older teenager and so it's you know the purposes of a man's heart are deep waters and the way we need to think about that is a toddler has a very shallow well <laughs> and, uh, and uh, a teenager has a much deeper well. And uh, and so sometimes it's, it's, it really, it's, we want to bring the gospel. We want to be, bring Christ into different aspects, even of our correction. Mm, but sometimes we just, we just do the consequence and let's get going. You know? Right,
0: right. Just keep moving on. And, you know, especially during the day as we're, going about our work, there's, there are things that need to be done. We're busy moms. We've got things that, you know, we have in front of us to do homeschooling and uh, work around the house. We utilize chores a lot for, um, for consequences. We, you know, we, we, there was also a positive aspect to those being a potential pay, paying jobs for extra things, but um, those jobs would sometimes turn into consequences if, if we needed that. And, you know, it, it, my husband would say, those are a win-win because those things need to get done and you're not going to get to them. So keep a list close by. And when you're having trouble, um, just dish those out and um, it'll be a benefit to everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I, yeah, and that's I, that's kind of like the policeman giving out a consequence to the people he loves mm-hmm. to be able to do it calmly to know what what some of the consequences are and to be even be sad. Oh, you know, darn, you have to, you have to do another consequence or you have to, um, you know, something like that. Exactly. And, and yet to be consistent and in in the moment, go with it and realizing, okay, I'm not going to break my child. They're they're you know. Not often, but we did send to our a couple of our children to bed without dinner, and yep. lo and behold, yep. they survived. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, uh-huh. a, you know, they didn't starve.
0: That's so. exactly right. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah we've we've done the same thing, and it made a huge impact. I hate giving, ex- you know, the more extreme com- uh, consequences. I really, really do. But can I just say that the the older child that came to me yesterday talking about his relationship with God um, is one of the children that I had to give the most painful consequences to on a regular basis, or he did not respond. And Mm -hmm. I hated it. I hated it every time I had to do it. But I found that if I did any less, uh, he just wouldn't respond. And now that same Child, adult child, whatever is coming to me with this heart for the Lord, and I just I guess I just want to encourage moms that you know don't lose heart um, s- sometimes the consequences we have to give our children are ones that would be too much for us, I know as a child that that would have been more heavy of a consequence than I needed to be corrected, but that particular child needs that, and it's it's important for them to have that so just bear that in mind. They're all going to need probably something a little bit different.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, and I, as you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, God sometimes does this with our teens, um, mm-hmm. where we have an, an embarrassment, some sort of embarrassment, like huge embarrassment, where where the the, the cesspool culvert is ripped off, and we see. Right the heart and we're embarrassed and every, you know, so so maybe something to do with the internet or something. Mm -hmm. And, and in that moment to say, okay, God is gracious here. God is giving a severe consequence, uh, severe, severe awareness severe, perhaps severe consequence. Uh, and, and I've seen a number of teens that that's exactly what got their attention to say, huh, where's my heart really? Mm Um, you know, because, because of, of that. Can I just add one more thing? And just sort of finish up this uh just put off or, or this training and action. And, and a key thing, and I've got this if if you want to link to it on my um on my uh blog, but just the idea of putting off and putting on is a biblical idea out of Ephesians 4, 22 and 24. So being thinking about um what is it that that we're at we want biblically what what do we want our children to do? So for example, uh you you know, one of our children is six-year-old is complaining about his about the eight-year-old or something like that. And so so for us, what what is the put off? What is the put on? So the sin is complaining, what is the put on? Well the the action for us in this case was um, you know, go, we had a, we had a sort of a isolation chair. This is a social sin. So go, um, go sit on that, that chair for four minutes. We're going to set the timer. And then I want you to come back with four things you were thankful for your brother. Mm -hmm. And so that's the, that's the put off and the put on. Mm -hmm. And so to be thinking about that, I mean, we do this, we do this unconsciously think about the little kid who's, who's, um, you know, the the toddler, three-year-old, four-year-old, Who's a three-year-old who's um, who's hitting a dog? You know, hitting your dog. Well, what do you do? You you use words. Don't no. We don't hit the dog. You use actions. You grab the hand. So there's the put off. There's the stopping. And now, what's the put on? You say with words, we pet the dog. And then with the little two-year-old, you you take his hand and you you know you pet the dog. And so it's it's the same idea. Put off. Put on. It's not just enough to say no. Don't hit the dog. We, we want to. We want to. God wants us to put off sin and put on the Christ likeness, and that even that applies. That's how we need to train our kids as well. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: it's so true, and there's so many. It's so true in many areas of life. You know, if if you, I, I find that in my parenting, there are some things that maybe weren't exemplified to me, and and so I know what not to do, but I don't know what to do and I love this this idea of putting of, of thinking in terms of putting off and putting on yes I want to put off this thing that was not example to me well but what am I what do I want to put on and to be able to recognize uh, what God is speaking to our hearts about um, even as parents
1: yeah and it, yeah we had our, our, our character chart and we included ourselves on that as well as mm. parents to say like, okay what are we what do we um you know, what do we, what do we need to grow in? And you just, you see that all through Ephesians. Uh, don't let the unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but, and then the positive. Um, so there's all, there's the put off and the put on. Right,
0: yeah. right. Oh, that is amazing. I love that. I love just the, the simplicity of that and the examples that you've given. Um, I just so appreciate you taking the time to um, encourage us as homeschooling families and such a blessing to be reminded of the good, simple principles that God has for us when it comes to parenting. Um, I'm going to include uh, some of the. I've been taking notes, lots of notes uh, since we started. So I'll include some of those and some of the scriptures that were shared. Can you uh, share with us how uh, families can connect with you?
1: Yeah, um, I and I, I would just say, let me just finish this before sure. I uh, just to get. We've been down here in the in the mud, but. Uh, and, and it's very important but just to remind yourself where we begin begin you you and your moms and the homeschooling moms as parents we have a glorious calling and w- we get to shape an eternal soul and that's just that's just mm. that's just credit god has not given us a baby he's given us an eternal soul and so it's a great privilege so yes there are there, there is the there's the uh you know, the the hard drudge of changing diapers and feeding and picking up spills and driving and chauffeuring. But in the process, it's it's just, it's a glorious, it's a glorious calling. So don't, don't learn, learn, lose heart.
0: Right. right. Do, Do not lose heart. And, and what does it say in the scripture? It says, do not lose, uh, do not not grow weary in doing good we'll reap a harvest yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. in due time it's it's a long-term investment this is not a an instant gratification type of scenario i mean we live in a culture that's very much about instant gratification and again that's another way i think that we've been impacted by our culture uh god is calling us to uh to faithfulness, to persevere, um, to just, I remember as our kids were growing up and I would every now and then just doubt, am I doing enough? Am I, you know, am I doing the right things with our kids? You know, is there something else that I should be doing? And I would take that to the Lord and just say, you know, is there something else that I should be doing? You know, am I missing something? And he would just say to me, keep your hand to the plow. Just keep, and it was just an encouragement to keep being faithful in the basics. And so many of these principles that you shared today were just that. They are the basics and and just being faithful in that. And God will multiply our efforts. You know, so many mornings I got up and thought, I don't know if I have what it takes to do this job, you know, eight kids and uh, homeschooling and all of that. And, and I'd be reminded, no, actually, uh, you know, by myself, I don't have what it takes. And God would remind me of the, you know, the story in the Bible about the loaves and the fishes and how, uh, you know, they just brought before God what they had. It wasn't much, And, you know, a few loaves, some fishes and, and God multiplied it and made it enough. And that's what I would pray for. Lord, I'm aware that I don't have everything that it takes to do this job, but I have you and will you just take what I'm offering in obedience to you and multiply it and make it enough? And he did. I watched him do it over and over and over again. So he is good and he has a good, a good plan for our families.
1: That's cool. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, awesome.
1: Well, they can. Uh, your listeners could get in touch with me uh, at theapollosproject.com. dot Okay. The A-P- Apollos A P O L L O S Project, okay. and so it's named after Apollo's of Acts eighteen. We want mm-hmm. our our children to be zealous and mighty for the Lord, and and also good communicators. Um, yeah, and the disciple making parent is available on Amazon, um, and it's also. Let me just mention this. It's also a good resource. I think uh, there there's study questions in the back of each chapter. It's a good resource for homeschoolers to take the family principles that we're excited about back to our churches. So often mm. what happens is we, we, we try and take some of the family principles back and what people hear is homeschooling. And that's, right. it, and so it allow. this is, uh, it's written, I'm a, I've, a have you know, I've been a pastor, um, and, uh, we, we had people in our church who didn't homeschool. And so it's written, it's, it's straight Bible basically. And right. I think it's, it's, it's not only will be edifying for you or for them, uh, your listeners, but also, you know, you're able to, to actually articulate some of the principles that, that, that we believe in and homeschoolers that's built into homeschooling. And that, um, I know you're going to put it in the show notes, but the, um, uh the audiobook if they'll just email audiobook at the Apollos project.com and mention that they heard heard me on your show we'll be happy to send a free uh audiobook to them and awesome. yeah there's some yeah. other other resources on the Apollos project you talked about the donut yes. date journal and uh and uh
0: I think yeah. this is this is awesome and I also want to uh encourage you moms to maybe even take the disciple making parent and do a Bible study with your women in your neighborhood or women in your church or families in your church. Um, I do think that it's important um, when we have resources like this that are so valuable, parents are hungry. They're hungry. They don't, they doubt what they're doing. Even, even parents who are, you know, Christians. And this is just such a, uh, a foundational message that CHAP is giving that, I think I I just want to encourage you to make this part of something that might be happening at your church, maybe a Sunday school class or um, a small group. Um, You can do it in a homeschooling group if you wanted to. I know some of you are involved in, you know, support groups and things like that uh, to do something like that. Um, But I would encourage you to do that. And, And Chap, you do also go to churches and do a conference or seminar. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yes. So I'm, okay. um, I'm working on a video uh, uh, series with this material with some other things, patient parenting, overcoming anger. But yes, in addition, um, I, I speak at homeschool conferences, I speak at um, other conferences and, and churches as well. And I've had a number of churches, if it's a smaller church, uh, you know, you can link up with with other churches right. uh, to do a conference.
0: Right, right. And I would I would encourage you all to do that because it's just such a need. And I know that even, you know, at our church, I, a lot of parents, I'm, I'm, we're just new there. So we're kind of getting to know people, but finding that they're, you know, kind of floundering and it's parenting is no small thing, but we're just thankful that, you know, people like you, Chap, are out there getting the the principles of God's word, you know, out to those of us who are so hungry for it. So thank you again for being here. And um I just want to go ahead and um just pray with them with the moms right now. And um, Lord, we just thank you so much for this time. Uh, we thank you for just these awesome simple principles, Lord, that have been shared with us today from your word. And there, there's so much more to mine out of your word, Lord. And we just thank you that you've not left us um, helpless and without resources. Lord, you've given us the Holy Spirit. You've given us your word. Um, both of which are unchanging. And we just thank you that in a world that's changing all the time, Lord, that we have principles that we can count on. We have a God that we can count on. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for these moms. We ask that you would bless each mom that's listening and her marriage and her family, Lord. And we just pray that your word would go forth and produce fruit in Jesus' name, amen.